Each week, I'm talking to job seekers like me who are on their search for their next job. I'm looking to learn from them how they handle their job search, tips they have for interview techniques, and what they do to get the attention of recruiters. I'm Mark Daniels, and this week I'm desperately seeking salary with Nigel Mann, the motorway warrior who talks about starting his own LinkedIn live channel and offers advice on how to get around applicant tracking systems. So, Nigel Mann, hello. How are you, sir? Mark, how the devil are you? Yeah. First, first of all, welcome, welcome to your first podcast. Is it your first podcast, Mark? Yeah, it? well, it's the first time I've ever done podcasting, and this is this will be episode one. So, thank you for being the. Um, well, actually, it'll be. I, I tell a lie. I've just lied right at the start of my own uh, my own episode. This will be episode two because this will come out about uh, a week after my own episode. Um, but yeah, my um, I've just started this podcast, and it's a bit of a mad idea. So. Well, 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 welcome to the list of unknowns, sir. Yeah. I know that's that seems to be what 2020 is about, isn't it? So it's a little bit like that. Now, Nigel, I mean, obviously, this is going to be going out on audio, but I, I do have to ask first because because the listeners won't be able to hear it. But that's a heck of a wallpaper behind you. Uh, yeah, this is this is my uh, this is my lad's bedroom. For just to describe it, just for listeners, actually, um, you become it, world famous on LinkedIn and podcasts and Zoom. Actually, it, um, it's. it's <laughs> My, my, my lad moved out and the only thing I can describe is, is a bit like graffiti. It's, it's, I'm an 80s guy, so you know, yeah. it's, 80, it's 80s London. London's calling and all that. But uh, I was going to change it's, it, Mark, but I'm not anymore because it's well famous on LinkedIn. So. I was going to say it's become a little bit iconic. It's a, it's a, bit, it's a bit punk, isn't it? Sort of the, it, it's, the... It's, 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 it's a bit punk. It's a bit sort of, you know, docks and sort of London's corner. As I said, you know, it's, it's, please, please, don't, please don't quote me on this. We've got the Daily Mail on there as well. So please don't judge, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so for the purposes of people who can't obviously can't hear can't see that because they're listening it's a it's a wallpaper that's very uh very union jack and very punk 1980 style it's quite quite stand out it's quite stand out puts my uh puts my tv in the background a little bit to shame so uh so anyway nigel thank you for taking part this is uh this is brilliant this is uh we're on a journey and uh and this is uh the start of my journey to talk to other people about their own experiences seeking work. So we all, we all find ourselves at the moment in that really difficult uh, situation where we're looking for our next role, hence, hence this podcast. So Nigel, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the, tell the listeners a bit about, about Nigel Mann. Yeah, so Nigel Mann, who's Nigel Mann? Um, Nigel Mann's just done 35 years in the industry. Yeah, I basically grew up uh, through kitchens, restaurants, bars. I had my first hotel as GM in 2029. God, Mark, that's a few years ago, isn't it? Yeah, so 29 was my first management role. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I worked for Independence. I worked for the big national brands, as you would expect. Um, and then I basically went off to, had the opportunity to go and open a stadium. Yeah, so Stadium Cage, wow. which is Common City Football Club. We built a mas- national with a guy called Paul Fletcher. Um, if people don't know Paul Fletcher, he's Mr. Stadia, he's Mr. Stadiology. And we built basically a brand new hotel, which, which, which I was responsible for. Um, we built basically, you know, 6,000 square feet of banqueting space, yeah. um, you know, massive sort of banqueting for, you know, well over a thousand people. Uh, a match day, we'd get 29,000 into the stadium. So we did rock concerts, Rod Stewart. Um, I don't know who take that we did. Yeah, you know, I'm name dropping now, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Um, but they're, 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 well, why not? This, this is the opportunity for you to name drop while you, while you can. There you go. So we, did, so we did that and that was great. I mean, you know, I always, I always say basically the football stadium, if you haven't gone to that sort of market, it's a... 
it's a bloody big back garden. It really is, you know, and the 24 hours, seven days a week sort of commercial stuff goes on, goes on, all the sort of sexy stuff goes on in the front. So I did that and basically opened that with Paul Fletcher. And then I had an opportunity to go into SMAs, which is motorway service areas. Yeah. With, yeah. with, with Welcome Break. So last 11 years, we've basically been growing a new hotel company, uh, number one brand on the markets and had the opportunity to go and do that. So recently last five years in that company as group F&B for, um, so group food and beverage, those people um, just for terminology, group food and beverage for Welcome Break. So it's a real potted history, really. So anything from sort of hotels to football to basically, you know, serving the road warrior up and down the motorway, that's Nigel Mann. That's the potted history. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. And and who hasn't spent some time in a welcome break service station? Uh, I know I've uh, I've no pulled into many of them myself over the years. Yeah, I'm, 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 they're, they're fascinating. I mean, we always say that 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 product um, is, is basically the high street, isn't it? You know, let's face it. You know, you've got you've got your top brands or your retail, so it's your W H Smith. You've got catering brands, sort of. You know. Um, you know, KFC, Burger King, yeah. you know, all, the Q, all the QSR sort of restaurants, you know, and, and, and then, you know, you've got Waitrose, which basically is your supermarket. I know, so, I've, you know always, all- I've always been fascinated when I've stopped at a motorway service station and there's a Waitrose or a Marks and Spencer's sitting in there, you know, and all I want is a pea and a packet of crisps from the from the WH Smiths. <laughs> i tell you what, that is, it's become like, as I say, sort of an airport lounge. I mean, that sort of product, you know, when we were on there 11 years ago with hotels, um, it was that image to be quite smart. It was that sort of, you know, people would go in and grab a paper, grab a pee, and then basically straight out the door. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's the, the commerciality behind it, you know, is the, the product behind it has got absolutely fantastic, hasn't it? You know, it's yeah. just you know, all kinds of those sort of people, you know, all kinds of you know, the brand as well, you know, because that's sort of grown over the years. So but yeah, good stuff, good friend to be in. Yeah. So but a great opportunity for me. I learned a great deal from it. So yeah, anyway, that was and in the fant- past mark. No, no, that's well, yeah. This let's let's get to the future. But uh, and, and it was for t- tell me a little bit though about how your 2020 has gone. Because motorway service stations, you know, you know, they how have they been affected by lockdown and 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 what's happened to you? You're 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 now in your situation where you're seeking your next role. Yeah, so I mean, I mean first of all, the motorway network will always be there. You know, it's a 24 hour operation, seven days a week. Um, so actually, I, I was with them. I got actually, uh, I got put on furlough, first of all, funny enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, we suffered the same as every, every other company in the business. You know, 23rd of March, our whole world collapsed, you know, for, for hotels, yeah. you know, for just yeah. that sort of sector. Um, you know, we were running around the country closing hotels and, you know, literally within 24 hours, you know, yeah. so you imagine, you imagine what that was like. We were doing, we were um, doing the same with bowling centers at the time. It was, it was, everything just had to be shut down and turned off as quickly as possible. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 you know, and, and, and you know, you, so you'd feel my pain, you know, I, 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 I basically did, a, I think I did uh, 12 units and certainly 29 units basically within a week, you yeah. know, literally anything from basically, you know, up there in basically East Kilbride right the way down to London, um so we had we had a week of that and basically we closed down yeah so me personally um yeah i mean basically you know come come the first of oh, april fool's day and I, I thought it was an april fool to be quite as smart you know <laughs> um my boss basically and, and i get it I, I i get the business you know i was put on furlough and i was actually made redundant on the 16th of september um and you were on but- furlough in that that whole that whole period or did you go back no, no, I, 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 I was still around in the business, yeah, even though I wasn't part of the business, you know, I, I wasn't allowed because I was on furlough. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, um, and, and your listeners will understand this, that you go from 100% to 
yeah, flat out in your corporate business, you know, sort of working 70, 80 hours a week yep. to literally nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that for me was a, was a learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 35 years in the industry, I've never, I've never done that. You know, <laughs> if my boss was to turn around to me and say, no, I just go and have the next six months, 12 months off. I would basically grab it with both hands, Mark, and yeah. say, thank you, boss. That's really great. You know, I'm going to pay you and God knows what. But I don't know, Mark, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I sort of suffered in that first three months. I'll be perfectly honest with you because it was getting used to. I, I was traveling up and down the motorway. I, you talk to a guy who does 60,000 miles a year in his car. Yeah. You know, a road warrior, as, 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 as I know you were, for the bowling. And it takes a bit of getting used to, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I, I remember saying similar sort of emotion, similar sort of struggle is, was I was furloughed. Most of my team were furloughed at the same time. Most of, well, pretty much the whole business was when, when we all had to shut doors. And I remember very similarly that first, that first few days, that first week, I was like, no, what do I do? I, I don't know what to do with myself. And I was very lucky because I was able to get my push bike out and go out on my bike every day and, and use that as my, exercise time out but it took a long time to get used to so i can imagine when you've been driving sixty thousand miles a year suddenly not having to get in the car but uh, are both a blessing and a bit a bit strange yeah no, no. and you know what it, it, it took a bit of use I, I mean you talk about exercise you know it's great for me i lost three stone in weight you know wow. which, is, which yeah. is just it's just great you know i was out there exercising you know eating well uh you know not not grabbing a, a a sandwich from the services and eating two <laughs> bars of chocolate and getting all my calories and sugar and God knows what, like, like we do, you know, I defy anybody who basically says they don't cause they do obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I had a permanent, permanent box of wine gums in my car when I was on the motorway. Happy days. You see those, yeah. those promotions work, don't they? Yeah. yeah. The Can I have some free wine gums by the way, if anybody from Maynard's <laughs> is listening. It's when you start buying wine from the, from the services after you got to work. <laughs> um, so no, I mean, I mean the first three months for me, typical Nigel man, you know, I, I decided to help people, you know, there's lots of job seekers on the market, you know, and, and, and people were saying, you know, um, I, I couldn't sit back, Mark, and just let it happen. You know, yeah. it was, it was, you know, we set up a coffee club, you know, which, which, which you would know. Um, and, you know, five guys initially sitting around going, what do you do, Nigel? You know, how do we, and originally it was, it was basically five guys that say, you know, discussing the weekend, what have you done? You played golf, et cetera, et cetera. What are you doing on your job hunt? And then we realized that there was some gold in there, you know? Yeah. So we, we pushed that out to the wider community. And we, we created the coffee club, uh, which is, which is great for job seekers and sort of getting people together and literally people sharing the same emotion, people in the same boat, you know? So, and I realized it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me going through the same thing. So no. we, we set that up, you know, and I, I, I know Mark, you joined that, didn't you? You know, so oh, well, I've, I, it, I, it, it, it it turned up in my um, LinkedIn feed somewhere from some another post. And I remember dropping you a line going, I'm a little bit, a little bit of a loose end. Can I, can I join in as well? So yeah. I, I think it, it definitely grew, didn't it? Yeah. So, so we did that. I mean, you know, I did a little bit of sort of big feed in Birmingham, which is the, 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 the homeless charity and sort of did all that, which, which, which I'd been involved with before. So I sort of filled my time and then three months in, I sort of get a phone call and it's a phone call from a, from a very close colleague, John Benson Smith, who's basically, people would know Johnson Benson Smith from BBC MasterChef. Yeah, okay, he, you're name dropping he, again, Nigel. Uh, am, am I? Yeah, <laughs> such a lovey. He'd hate me for saying that. But I was sitting at my deck in one afternoon, Mark, and he rung me up, yeah, 
And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, yeah, I'm fully booked till tomorrow. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And he said, oh, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm doing consultancy. But he was the one that basically said to me, um, give your head a wobble, you know, and some sort of expletives that I can't basically mention on yeah. your show. You know, but quite clearly... He, he, he said he said something that's very very he said sort your brand out you know he said he said one of two things he said have you become a recruiter and have you become a linkedin coach and i said john neither of those yeah you know unintentionally but i sort of you know and we got talking about it you know and he's, he's a great mate god knows what so i sort of put down the phone and thought what a load of rubbish you know what i mean yeah you know i'm doing none of those but when i look back at my posts it was all about brand. It was all about, and he's quite right. He's, it yeah. was all about, you know, it sort of fed towards, are you a recruiter? Are you a LinkedIn coach? So I was quite conscious that what I was doing out there on LinkedIn wasn't particularly, I, 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 I want to talk about hospitality. I want to talk about, you know, helping those people. Yeah. But my, my brand was coming across as, you know, and I guess that's where we, we need to look at that because, you know, people with their own brands and sort of what they're doing out there and what they do on LinkedIn and sort of what they say, is is paramount absolutely vital to getting your next role so so talk to me a little bit about that actually nigel because that is interesting and and when i'm looking at at myself and my search for my next role is how do i make myself stand out and i know i know you've been a big advocate of people turning to video on linkedin and using linkedin as their channel and i think you've said a, a couple of times your next role will come from somebody you know on linkedin rather than through a recruiter so just talk me through that idea a minute let let others know what you mean by that because a lot of us are registering ourselves out there with job searchers and recruiters and and finding yeah. that next step and i think i think mark i'll have that on my tombstone when i hear this yeah, they, i know you said it a lot your 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 next guys your next basically role will come from somebody you know and the, I think it comes from understanding. I think basically we looked at, I, I said looked at the market different and, and I started out uh, doing exactly as everybody else did. He's, he's basically send out my CV, bang, 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 you know, and to be quite honest, yeah, you know, it had some success of it, but then I started to look at the, the market totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Is I started to look at the market of what about if people attracted to me, Okay. So, so send me going out, send, send me my CV. Yeah. And you know what it's like with a recruiter. You know, you're either going to get it from a job board and those sort of, those sort of jobs basically repeat all the way through. And I, you know, I won't get any success. Yeah. And then yeah. I sort of got into my mind, let's see it from a recruiter's point of view. And you've done, you've done hiring, Mark. You've done, you know, I've taken people. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been the, I've, I've been the hiring manager. And last thing you want is to fill your inbox full of applicants. Yeah. yeah, because you get overwhelmed. You basically, you know, and people say, you know, you read your CV and they don't, they scan it. Yeah, and you know, we know about ATS and tracking and stuff like that. But people just don't want to, don't want to go out there. So what I, what I decided to tap into is what's known as the hidden market. Yeah, and I decided to de-risk myself from the market. So what I, said, what I ended up doing is I thought about this differently and, and I was learning new skills. I was learning, like we do now, podcasts, you know. Of course, if you, you said to me, do a podcast, Nigel, I was like, whoa, where do I get to skill level from, you know? You know, I'm doing videos, you know? And yeah. I was with Matt, Matt Embleton basically doing his video and going out there and selling himself, but not in a salesy way, but from a buyer's point of view, yeah? So all the skill set we've got, we've all got great skill set. We've all basically got, you know, the same sort of things. And it's how you do risk yourself, Mark, from... The 900 applicants, how do you make yourself different? 
Yeah. So I was doing things. I mean, just to give you some sort of flavor. I was contacting people directly. So I made a, a list of basically the top companies I wanted to work for. Yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to do. And I would contact them direct, say, you know, hi, Mark, you know, it's Nigel Man here. Uh, -da -da -da. This is what I do. This is what I've done in the past. Yeah. You know, if you're up for a chat, let me know. Yeah. And I was doing that through through voice messages, through videos, you know, rather than send the email. So I was doing yeah. things slightly differently. And then which led me on to a few guys coming back to me, a few guys in the industry come back to me and say, nice, this is gold. This is absolute gold what you're trying to do create the podcast, create the content. We do LinkedIn live, which we go out live on a Tuesday. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll come to your LinkedIn live in a little bit, actually. You know, so, uh, so, I'm curious to find out more about that. Yeah. So, so it's that content you actually need out there because you need to be the expert in your industry. Let's face it. Nobody's taking people on, you know, it's, it's, it's the hospitality has been hit really hard and nobody's taking the, the staff back on. There's no cash. There's no liquid in the company. We, we just seen the PM basically announce the tiers yesterday. Yeah. You know, if you're in tier three, for example, um, you're fighting for survival. Yeah. So you've got to basically do things in a slightly different way. Okay. And so if you, if you're doing things in a slightly different way, now, one of the things I've noticed when I'm talking to or watching LinkedIn as a, as a channel, for example, is, people started doing things in a different way, but now everybody's doing everything the same way. So how do we keep migrating ourselves forward? How do we keep changing that, that piece? Yeah, I, I, I think you're quite right. I think the days of the webinar, yeah, when, when we first come into lockdown, it was webinar, I go and watch things. Yeah. And basically, Mark, you know, it was it was 90% worth of selling and 10% worth of what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, <laughs> that's that's the way it was. Um, I think for our channel, um, the way the way we're doing things differently, we're actually one of two things. I think it's the content of what you actually do. So yeah. talk to the right people, you know, talk to Paul Fletcher, John Mitt Smith, Thomas Kilroy, talk to all the key leaders and get basically what they're doing. Yeah. You know, get what they feel about the industry, which people can actually relate to. Yeah. Rather yeah. Than do a webinar. Our webinar doesn't sell you anything. All it does, it gives you all the gold of basically what the industry is looking for. And, and it's called hospitality recovery for a reason. Yeah. Because you want to know how you can actually recover from it. Yeah. So 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 go so going on to your your hospitality recovery so you've you've obviously been searching you've been really proactive uh, online and and delivered your linkedin lives on a tuesday now i think they go out is it yeah tuesday 12 o'clock linkedin live basically if you if you go into my feed and connect me on linkedin yeah nigel man m-a-n-n uh, link up with me and basically every tuesday we put the events and every tuesday it drops to your notifications and then you can join and you can ask questions and you know interact with the show excellent and and i've seen a couple of them when i've uh, when i've been able to join in and they've been been brilliant in terms of uh, uh, the information that you've you've been putting out for people in the industry how is it helping your own job search how is that how is that progressing at the moment what's happening for nigel mann himself I think for me, I've been amazed and surprised is the word I'm going to use yeah. of how many people are now attracted to me because okay. of my content, you know, yeah. they're coming back to me. I, funny enough, the first one we sent out, which was Thomas, um, I thought, you know, he'd go out to a, a, a few hundred people, you know, create the YouTube channel and stuff like that. Um, but straight from that, I actually got an interview back from it. Yeah. Okay. 
and the person basically come up to me. I, I can't mention the company because quite clearly, of I course, did, no, no. I, 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 I didn't take the job. But it went along the lines of, um, "I've just seen your, I've just seen your channel. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, great, absolutely great. What you're saying. I was thinking of basically, I've just taken on forty hotels. Yeah, would you like to have an interview? And it wasn't an interview, Mark, because it's more of a consultancy. Right. So you know, <laughs> just the content, and that's what I'm saying. It attracted and it attracts people into you because of the content you print out, you're sort of, I suppose in a way, just talk to you now, it's sort of, yeah, it is Nigel Man the CV, yeah, yeah. But, but out there talking to other people, and that's what makes it different, you know? So this interview came about because, you know, as I say, the content, um, as it was, the role wasn't for me, but of course, typical Nigel Man, I then spent the next two hours giving consultancy back to the company about how you'd open up these 40 hotels, what you do, what you do, food and beverage, what you do for management side, your structure, your strategy, la di la di da, you know? Yeah. So, so for me, it's, it's creating interviews back through my content. Fantastic. And it's an interesting sort of relate it to your, uh, to your CV there. So, cause CVs are a, an interesting thing. I mean, I found myself in a position where I've been quite fortunate in my career, but I hadn't, I didn't actually have to write a CV for 28, uh, 23 years nearly until the, until earlier this year when I suddenly found myself in this situation. And then I was writing a CV and going, Oh my God, how do I make that interesting and, and stand out? So you're not, you're not talking about using a CV. What you're suggesting is you use your brand, your profile, your person online, and that becomes your CV. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, yes, I've got a CV. Of course I have, you know, and, and I was the same as you. I mean, gosh, I, I've never had an interview in my life. Yeah, I've always worked for people and known people and sort of, you know, Nigel, you know, will you come and work for us? We come and, you know, and, and, and you know, it's like, Mark, it's, it's basically a big family, the hospitality industry. People know people, people within yeah. there. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I always call it a big family. Um, but my CV, I mean, I mean it's, it's interesting what you talk about CVs, isn't it? You know, people put a lot of into CVs. And in the past, you know, I, I have lots of people that spend, you know, hundreds of pounds writing CVs. Yeah. And let's face it, you know, the CV is the key to get you into your interview. It doesn't get you a job. It only is the key to basically get you in. So most CVs are, are, are read within eight seconds. They scan them, you know, and, and you know, there's the software, ATS and a bigger subject, you know. Yeah. But basically, sometimes it's not even read by a human. Um, you know, so, so if, if, if you're looking for a CV, the first one, I'd say write it yourself. Yeah. yeah get it checked yeah take out all the sort of you know the, the, the fancy stuff sort of the lines the photos the fonts you know make it very sort of plain text because that's what the ats likes you know choose your buzzwords your keywords put them yeah. back into your cv i think talking <laughs> talking of talking of buzzwords i think we're just for those who don't know ats stands for applicant tracking system um which i think is the bane of any job seeker's life at the moment yeah, it's, it's we, 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 we love those systems, don't we? Not, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's just, gosh. I've got a really pretty CV here that was very kindly done for me by a, uh, um, a, yeah, a, a, yeah. a graphic designer, which is yeah. great if you're sending the CV directly to somebody. Yeah. But if you're applying online, you need a real plain text one, don't you? Yeah. I think I think the best tip I ever took for a CV, and and, and you know, I'll, 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 I'll take this, let me tell you about it, is... The best thing to do with the CV is start with the CV and write everything, reams and reams and reams. You'll probably end up with about 20 pages. Yeah. yeah. You know, because every CV you need to tailor to the job. Yeah. And then what we do, or what I tend to do, is, and it's, it's a great tip, I then look at the job job description yeah. and then start to delete everything that doesn't apply to it. Yeah. yeah. So I end up with basically the CV, which is probably about 
art, one half pages, two pages, but then it's directed directly at the job description. So it sort of matches. Yeah. Even though you've got that eight seconds and that sort of ATS and that sort of tracking system to get through, it's that eight seconds that quite clearly says, okay, he's a good guy. He can do the job. He's risked himself. Yeah. What can you actually do to get us in? So, so that's a really, that's a really interesting idea, actually. So you, you, cause you, it's the question I always have as well is how long should your CV be? Because if you, you go back, especially when you get to our stages in our career, your CV can technically be quite, quite long, three, four, five pages longer if you put everything in, but it's a really yeah. interesting idea to go through and put everything into the CV and then cut out related to the job because we're always yeah. told to tweak our cvs relevant to the job but taking out everything that's not relevant and just leaving it in that's, yeah. a, that's a that's a good idea i like that yeah and it's, uh, i mean listen you, you and i have basically got loads and loads of history and you know it could be the ken dodd turn it out to 12 o'clock <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it, it, how many chapters how many encyclopedias do you want you know it's, it's and, and i guess i guess you've hit the nail on the head there people don't want chapter and verse yeah. You know, we, we always think we have to put every single job, every single bit we put in into our CV. And of course we don't. We just want those golden nuggets, that golden sort of, you know, can Mark, I, I want to know one or two things, don't I? Can Mark do the job? What yeah. value does he bring to the business? What problem does he solve? You know, quite clearly, is he a cultural fit? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. You should really be able to be on, on one page, ideally. What? One page, two pages, depend on basically if you've got basically your entry level or your apprentice. Yeah. Um, two pages, absolute max, you know. Yeah. As I say, it's, it's it's a snapshot of you. It's not your chapter. That's what the interview is for, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. This, this is, it's just you. Yeah. Get in and start chatting about yourself. I hope in the future, um, and if anybody wants to come on and talk to me about this, this would be brilliant. But uh, in a future episode, I'd really like to get somebody on who can talk about applicant tracking systems and the the, the way to the way they work, because that would be really fascinating to know. Because how do you know what words to put in your CV to get get past that that system? That's that's a yeah. Uh, if you knew that we'd all be employed straight away wouldn't we there's a great bit of software there mark and basically i i, I you know i'm not an expert in ats you know i've used the system yeah we, we bought it there's, a, there's, a, there's an actual website called resumewordedcom yeah which you can go in and load your cv load your job description and it'll match it. it'll give you a percentage it'll also tell you exactly what to put in what to take out you know if, okay. if you've got over 85 percent yeah, yeah. In, in your cv it's more than like anything below 85%, you automatically get. So that CV you've just shown me, yeah. so there's all the pretty pictures on it and stuff like that, wouldn't even get through the first phase. And you you might be the perfect applicant for the job, you know? You, know, you could absolutely do the job, but if you do not get past the ATS system, um, you will not basically, you, you, you're rejected and you get those rejected email. And that's what annoys the hell out of everybody because quite clearly, how do you basically get past? Let me just give you that again. So it's resumeworded.com. Resumeworded.com. Yeah, I was going to repeat that the, at the end as well. I'll, I'll put it in the actual link to the yeah. podcast yeah. as well so that everybody um, yeah. everybody can see it when they when they find the episode. Yeah. But I've not heard of that. So that's that. I'm going to go and have a look. That's brilliant. Yeah. Good news is it's free. Yeah, yeah, there's a Even light better. version. There's a, absolutely <laughs> for job seekers. We know money's tight. We know basically, yeah. you know, people are cutting down the bills and as soon as you mention stuff like that, but it is absolutely free. Go to the light version and just keep tweaking your CV, going back, loading it, going back, loading it. As I say, the, it, it doesn't tell you what percentage you get. I will tell you, you have to get over 85% before quite clearly it's got any relevance to it. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, no, fantastic. That is actually probably the little piece of gold I want to take out of this episode. So that's uh, that's fantastic, Nigel. Thank thank yeah. you. So uh, we you know we're getting towards the end of the time that we've got, but uh, just tell me a little bit more about you know what's the future for you? What have you got lined up? Is is hospitality recovery as your LinkedIn Live? Is are you turning that into a business for yourself, or are you still seeking your next role? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I mean, for me, Mark, I mean, you know, let's face it, hospitality, you know, with vaccines and, you know, sort of stuff that's happening in the industry. As an industry, we don't think we'll get going. And even the start line is Easter next year. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, in, into the summer and the view of the industry is basically we probably won't get back to any normality opening hotels. And people hate me for saying this until this time next year. Yeah, no, so, no, it's, a, it's it. The reality is that that that's probably what we're facing. None of us, especially those of us who have from a hospitality background, we don't we don't want to be facing that. But no. you know, it's it's just yeah. just the way of the world right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, behind the scenes, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still doing my content. I'm still doing LinkedIn Live on the Tuesday. Do hospitality links, which is deep dive subjects. Yeah. Uh, into hospitality experts. I'm doing radio. I'm doing podcasts like you know, yeah, Last Man Standing. Yeah. Um, out there. And a couple of things, you know, a couple of projects, yeah, that basically are going to start next year in 2021, but probably not till April. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking for my new role. Yes, I am. Yeah. But I'm doing it in a totally different way. And I say, you know, you never know who's going to call you. And I get, I get loads of calls, you know, can you look at my P&L? Can you look at my operation? Can you look at, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you know, anybody who wants to contact me to do that, Nigelman10 Nigel at, AOL um, gmail.com sorry yeah um get hold to me contact me you know go and look at me on linkedin live nigel.man um yeah go and have a look you know no absolutely yeah. get people people get in touch with nigel he's an absolute font of knowledge <laughs> nigel thank you very much for your time that's been absolutely fascinating um if anybody wants to get in touch with nigel he's on linkedin nigel.man he does a, a a linkedin live broadcast on tuesdays at midday on linkedin all about hospitality recovery with some fantastic guests so drop him a line and nigel i shall catch you on the other side sometime mark thank you very much thank good you good luck with your search mate Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, mate.